Ruth chapter 1, verse number 1 says this. In the days when the judges ruled in Israel, there was a severe famine that came by the land. And so there was a man from Bethlehem in Judah. He left his home. He went to live in the country of Moab, taking his wife and two sons with him. The man's name was uh, Elilich, and his wife was Naomi. And their two sons were Melon and Kilian. And they were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. And when they reached Moab, they settled there. And then Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. And the two sons married Moab women. One married a woman named Orpah, and the other a woman named Ruth. But about 10 years later, both Melon and Kilian died, and this left Naomi alone with her two sons. With her two son, without her two sons or her husband, they all died. And then Naomi heard in, in Moab that the Lord had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughter-in-laws got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. And with her two daughter-in-laws, she sat out from the place where she had been living, and they took the road that would lead back to Judah But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-laws, you might as well go back to your mother's homes and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. Recently, we've been talking about this idea of rerouting. And uh, we've been talking about the road of life, the journey of life. And uh, there's a lot of things about life that are you know, predictable. Right now, our kids are going back uh, to school, and I know that that's, that is a difficulty because in many cases, our, our children cannot even go back into the classroom. Uh, they've got to be uh, educated at home, either by the aid of their parents, if their parents are available, or staying at home and making sure that they're somehow or another, you know, uh, teaching themselves, and that seems to be uh, quite a, a, a great task that we've asked our kids to take upon themselves. And so uh, so some, sometimes in life we're going through this journey, and over the past several months, this journey, uh, it had been so predictable for so many years, and things had just been so mundane and so routine as we're going through the, the, this, this uh, uh, cycle of life, if you will. But, you know, in the middle of March, we got hit with this thing. And so there's a rerouting that's been happening over the past six months or so. And we've had to learn to redo and rethink some things and, and refashion some, some old institutions in this rerouting. And so it, when we're talking about the rerouting, it's, it's, it's very appropriate. And we can all understand how that is happening today in the culture that we're living in, this rerouting. Uh, sometimes the things are, are good and they're predictable and the path is, is, is uh, very, you know, we, we understand it and we know what we've got to do to get through it. And then sometimes we're, we're completely caught off guard because uh, we've got uh, the loss of a job or the loss of a loved one or the loss of an institution as we used to know it or as we, we trusted in it. 
And, uh, and so this rerouting, many times it's, it's predictable, many times it's unpredictable. And the, the problem that we have is the, the unpredictability of life whenever it unfolds and whenever it happens to us, and we just don't know the way to turn. And we have a lot of difficulty. This rerouting that I'm talking about, this redirection, it brings us to a crossroads in our life. And when we come to the crossroads, we've got to make a decision. When we come to the crossroads, uh, we've, we've, got to, we've got to decide, are we going to go this way or are we going to go that way? Is this the way the best way or is that way the best way? What do you think, honey? What do you think, dear? Uh, what, do, what do you think? What's the best way that we can go? What is, what is the best course of action for us in all of this rerouting? And so when we're at the intersection of life, we've got to proceed with caution and we've got to try to go forward the best that we can. But I will encourage you today that, no, that in spite of the rerouting, that we're trusting in God, we're renewing our faith in God, that in, the, in spite of the rerouting of your life, uh, and we can get so overwhelmed with the rerouting that we completely miss God. We can get so consumed with the problems that we're facing that we fail to talk to God and we fail to trust in God and we start leaning to our own thinking and we start leaning to our own understanding and then we, 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 we see that we have even more problems than ever before. So today my encouragement to you is this, that in the rerouting of life, especially that we have got to renew our walk and renew our faith in God, and we've got to continue to grow even though, through the difficult times that we're going through right now. Because this rerouting that I'm talking about, it requires us to travel into the unknown, and that's a very scary proposition. It's, it's, it's challenging. It's intimidating. We feel very nervous when we're traveling into the unknown. And we're there today. We're in this unknown uh, realm, if you will. But we're trusting in God because he is, the, he is the one constant. Listen, you can start a new career and you can be very excited about starting the new career. But it's scary starting a new job. All right, I was talking to Erica before church. She said, I got to find a new job. And that's exciting, okay? I was talking to Will. He's getting ready to start a new or contemplating a new job that he's going to be starting. It's a little bit unsettling starting that new place. It's unsettling trying to move to a new town or a new city or new surroundings, okay? It's, it's unsettling. New things, the rerouting of life can be scary. There's a lot of folks, and they move to a new city, and even though they've been church people their whole life, they're sitting at home. You know why? Because it's so scary to get out and try to find a new church. It's unsettling. We gotta go, we gotta meet new people. We gotta connect with, we gotta connect with a new body of believers. And when we get there, maybe they're gonna be a bunch of weirdos. Okay? That's a joke, okay? Because <laughs> every church has really super nice people and not a bunch of weirdos, okay? <laughs> But uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit unnerving for us to think about this rerouting in our life. 
God will give you the strength to overcome anything that he allows you to go through. And so if God is allowing us to go through the rerouting process, and sooner or later, every one of us will face the rerouting process. So, so if God is bringing you to that rerouting, God will give you the strength to overcome whatever your day may bring. There's a place in the Old Testament, it's one of my favorite uh, scriptures that I like to uh, make a reference to. Uh, God told, or Moses told the tribe of Asher. He was blessing all the tribes, Zeph. And he, when he came to the tribe of Asher, he said this, as your day, so shall your strength, strength be. As your day. God reminds me of that from time to time. As your day, so shall your strength be. In, in spite of your rerouting, so shall your strength be. In spite of the redirection, so shall your strength be. In spite of the fact that maybe loved ones have passed away or, or loved ones are not in your life anymore. In spite of that, God, so shall your strength be. God, no matter what we face, the rerouting of our life, that God will give us the strength to overcome anything that he allows us to go through, no matter what the rerouting process might be. In the book of Ruth, the book of Ruth is a story of rerouting. It's a story of redirection because the book of Ruth, it's a story about navigating the seasons of life. Here was a family. They went from having an abundance to facing a famine. They had to move from Bethlehem, which was a very holy city. It was a place of holy origins, Bethlehem, you know. It was, at, it was at Bethlehem that Jacob had a vision of God. He had a vision there of the angels coming up and going down on a great ladder. He had a, he had a, he had a, he had a meeting with God there at that particular place. So he had to leave Bethlehem, a great place, a holy place, and then move to the land of Moab. Moab and, and Moab was a land with a scandalous history. And here was Naomi. This was a time of rerouting. She was happily married with two sons and a wonderful life. But her life was rerouted by the loss of her husband. And I know there's some of you that's in this place today, and your life has been rerouted because of the loss of a spouse. I, it could be by death. It could be by divorce. It could be by, I, I don't know the reason for it, but there's some of us that have experienced that in our life. We've experienced the rerouting from the loss of a husband or the loss of a wife at your will. If you will. In Naomi's case, he died unexpectedly. And so Naomi learned to live with the loss. Somehow or another, we learned to live with the loss. Why? Because God said, as your day, so shall your strength be. A lot of times we play these scenarios out in our mind. What am I going to do if this happens? What am I going to do if that happens? And I don't like to sit around and do that too much, all right, because there's a lot of horrible things that I can imagine in my mind, and I just got to trust God that as my day, just like he told the tribe of Asher, as your day, so shall your strength be. In the process of your rerouting, so shall your strength be. In the process of your redirecting, so shall your strength be. If I do something ridiculous and I make a mistake, I have a miscalculation, I, I take a wrong turn, in spite of all that, so shall my strength be. Because I know that God will be there with me. And so Naomi experienced this rerouting 
in her, whole, in her own life. But she learned to live with the loss. After all, she had still had two fine sons that she was very proud of. And later on, her sons got married, and Naomi was very happy. You know why? Because, you know, every parent dreams of having not only a son, but a daughter. And now she's got two daughters, her daughter-in-laws. Orpah and Ruth, two fine daughter-in-laws. And she said, well, you know what? I lost my husband. He's gone on. But praise God, I got my two sons. I got my two strong, strapping sons. And they now I've got, I'm blessed by God with two wonderful daughter-in-laws. But I told you that the book of Ruth is a book of rerouting. Because 10 years late, for 10 years, life was super. For 10 years, everything was grand, but then after 10 years, her two sons died. They passed. Once again, her life was rerouted by death when her sons died. The scripture doesn't say how they died, but they died at the same time or close to the same time. You know, I think one of the greatest tragedies in all, the, in all, all of life would be the loss of a child. There might be one of you here today that's lost a child. That'd be a very difficult thing. You know, many years ago, uh, Debbie had a miscarriage and a uh, very difficult time to, to come to grips with that, to be, you know, expecting a child and then to lose that child. And uh, a very difficult time for, for Debbie, a di very difficult time for myself. And I know that there are those of you and you've experienced those times of loss and those times of rewriting, whether it's the, the, the death of a loved one or the death of, of a friend or, or someone that's close to us or a family member. And we go through those times. But, but in spite of it, that as your day, so shall your strength be. That as you're rerouting, God is going to give you the strength that you need to overcome. And truly, that is exactly what we see in the book of Ruth, that God was working in spite of the storm, God was working. Naomi's life was rerouted by death when her sons died. And she was doubly devastated by the loss of her sons. And she began to think about going back to Judah. And she heard this, that God had blessed Bethlehem. God had blessed that city. And so God rerouted Naomi back to Judah. She told her daughter-in-laws before she went, she said, listen, she said, I'm thinking about going back home to Bethlehem, and you might as well, you, you two young ladies, you're young, you got your whole life ahead of you, you might as well go back to your family. She tried to tell them that. And so they thought about it for a little while, and, and, and Orpah said, yes, I will go back, and she kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, and she left. And she went back, and Naomi's life was once again rerouted by separation. Ruth is a book of rerouting. She left. She went back. Naomi told Ruth, she said, listen, you should reconsider because you've got your whole future ahead of you, and what is the use of living with an old woman but Ruth's mind was made up? Let me share a couple more verses of Scripture with you. From Ruth chapter 1, verse 16, here's what Ruth said. But Ruth replied, 
She said, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. And wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. And when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. Ruth was determined. Ruth had made up her mind. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. In spite of the rerouting, Ruth was determined to stay by her mother-in-law's side. She even said, where you die, there I will be buried. You see, not only will God give us the strength in the rerouting process, not only that, but I believe that God will put a Ruth into our life. In the rerouting, you've got to look for that faithful friend that will stand with you. And you, there's some of you that are sitting here today and say, well, bless God, I don't have a faithful friend. Bless God, I don't have anyone that'll be there for me. I don't have anyone that's, that's going to show up. But today there's someone. <laughs> a lot of times we're overlooking. We're overlooking the greatest blessings that God has put in our life. We're, we're overlooking. We're, we're waiting for this knight in shining armor to come, come into our life. But if you will begin to look, there's someone there that God has put in your life, and you don't even realize it. There's someone there that is, that is a Ruth to you. There is someone there that is an encouragement to you. It could, be a, it could be a neighbor. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be someone that you've known since the day that you were born, and you've just looked right past them. You see, in spite of our rerouting, we've got to look for that one faithful friend that's going to stand by us. God, now, listen, I, talk, I talked to you last week about God is, is always with us, and God is going to bless us, and God is going to sustain us. I talked, you know that. I, I've, I've, talk, I've talk, told you about that. We've been, we've been talking about that very fact in this rerouting process. But God created us as social beings, all right? And, and we want to have friends. We want to connect with people. We, we need to talk to people. We need, to, we need to, to rub shoulders with We need human contact. We really need one another today. And so don't push. We're living in this time of disposable relationships. And if someone makes us mad, we'll just tell them off in a heartbeat, okay? Or we'll get on social media and we spout off all kinds of crazy, ridiculous things to people that's been our friends for 10 or 20 years over an election, you know? <laughs> I, was on, I was looking the other day, you know, and one of my buddies had put on it, well, if you vote for so-and-so, you're, you're an idiot. You're stupid. This is like, come on, man, give me a You really want to put that out there with people that you've known and that stood by you for 20, 30, 40 years? But we do that so many times, and, and we're, we're living in this age of disposable relationships. If someone makes us mad, forget it. We're just going to write them off. I don't ever want to see him again. 
But God has put faithful people in our life that's going to stand with us. And God has created us as social beings. And we need friends. And we need human contact. And we need one another. God created us to love one another and to care for one another and to lift one another up. And a dispo- this idea of disposable relationships, it's a trick of the devil. This idea of getting offended over absolutely Everything is ridiculous. It's meant to isolate us. It's meant to destroy us. It's meant to get us out all, all alone by ourselves so the devil can, we're easy prey for the devil. Every one of us, in the rerouting of life, God will give you strength in the rerouting of life. And also, I believe that God has a person in your life that will be there, that will be faithful, that will lift you up, that will encourage you. I've got a good friend that's here today, and her name is Tamisa, and I don't want to embarrass Tamisa at all. She's a great lady. I, I love this gal, and uh, I've known her since she was just a young, just barely a teenager. I've known her for that long, and she's just now she's only 19, <laughs> you know. I think she's 21, okay? But anyway, uh, she came, she, she mentioned something to me, to me and Debbie last week, or a couple weeks ago. She was talking to us about three weeks ago. She said, Pastor Bob, would it have been worth it for you to come and start the church if it was just to help and bless one family? And we said, yeah. And she said, well, you guys have blessed us, and we appreciate that. And I, we said, listen to me, so you've blessed us. As much as any any little bit that we bless you, you've blessed us doubly, and 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 I want to say that to every one of you that, that God, you have blessed us, and 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 we count it a privilege to be your friend. We we count it a privilege to join together with you to serve. You see, God, in the rerouting of life, we've got to look for faithful people that God has put in our life to help us, to share with us, to 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 that we can encourage one another. You see, one day we, we encourage them and lift them up. Another day they encourage us and they lift us up. And we need one another. God has given us friends. We're social beings. Everyone needs that Ruth relationship in their life. Everyone needs someone that's going to encourage them and lift them up and pick them up in this. We need this Ruth, re, Ruth relationship through all the mistakes and all the wrong turns and all the disappointments of life. It's hard to find someone that we can trust with all of our heart and with our soul. But every one of us, we need that Ruth relationship. Someone says that'll say, like Ruth, where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. And I want to be a constant friend unto you. We need that in our life through all of those circumstances. You know, in 2010, there was a... a a mine tragedy down in uh, Chile, South America. And uh, in, in the summer of 2010, I think it was in August of 2010, there was 33 miners, and they were in a copper mine. It was a mine that they mined not only copper, but gold in that mine. And they went to, that, to work that day in that mine, 33 miners. They went down there. And on that day, they thought it was going to be a day just like any other. But on that day in August in 2010, the mine collapsed. There's 33 of them there. They were trapped inside of that mine. Would they have enough food? Would they have enough water? Would they have enough air? 
but they join together. They knit themselves together. And in fact, in a short period of time, a couple of those miners started having a Bible study. I don't know how they had a Bible down there, but somehow or another, either for memory or whatever the case may be, they started a Bible study, two or three of them. And as the days began to pass, more of those miners came together and they came to that Bible study. They came, they studied the Bible, they, they shared the Scripture together, they prayed together, they lifted one another up, they encouraged one another, they reminded one another about the promises of God. Probably someone reminded someone else, hey, as God said, as our day, so shall our strength be. God's not going to leave us or forsake us. They continued in trusting in God. 69 days later, well, eventually everyone in that group came together. All 33 of them started coming to Bible study. Day after day after day, kept studying the Word of God, kept praying, kept coming together, kept lifting each other up, kept, kept uh, uh, speaking, speaking words of life and truth and peace over one another. After 69 days, they came out of that mine, and they praised God for what God had done. But one of the things that saved them was the very fact, well, we know that God saved them, but one of the things was they came together. They knit their heart, and they knit their souls together, and they lifted up one another, and they prayed together, and they reminded one another of the promises of God. And that is what you and I have got to do. There's some of us today, we feel like we're trapped in a mind. We feel, like, we feel like we're trapped in our past. We're trapped in problems. We're tra trapped in circumstances. We're trapped in rerouting. You've got to find someone that you can knit your heart and soul together with. You've got to find someone that's going to pray with you, that's going to encourage you today. We all need a Ruth relationship. We need that. You see, in the rerouting of life, in the mistakes, in the wrong turns, in the disappointments, no matter what the season, we need a friend. We, we don't just need a friend that, that's going to share in our misery. We need a friend that's going to point us toward hope. We, you don't need a friend that's going to tell you how bad it is. You don't need a friend that's going to agree with you that you're going to die. We might as well just quit. We might as well just give up. We're probably going to run out of food tomorrow. We're probably going to run out of air tomorrow. We're probably going to run out of water tomorrow. No, we need a friend, a faithful friend that's going to lift us up and point us toward hope and point us toward life and point us toward peace. And if you've got people in your life that's always talking defeat and doom and death and misery, get rid of those people. <laughs> Stop spending so much time. They're sucking the life out of you. Okay? You need to find someone that's going to lift you up, that's going to point you toward hope. Because sometimes it does seem like we're trapped in a mine and there's no hope and we're never going to get out of this mess. I can remember being a kid. And whenever I was a kid, you know, we were, gosh, we were so poor when I was a kid. You know, we didn't like to admit it. <laughs> we were poor. We were poor. And I can remember thinking, I don't, am I ever going to get out of being poor? You know, am I ever going to have enough money that I can just go, you know, and, and get, a, get a hamburger at McDonald's? Or we didn't have enough money when I was a kid that we could 
back in those days, you'd get a, like an ice cream cone for like a dime or something. <laughs> I don't think we had enough money that we could go get an ice cream cone. <laughs> I, Frank's identifying with me over here. You know, there's some of you can identify with that. It's like there's just no extra money. Are, am I ever going to get past being poor? And there's some, there's some of us, that, and all of our friends are telling us, you're never going to get past being poor. You're never going to get past this, this doom and destruction that's in your life. You're, you're, we need to find a Ruth that's going to lift us up, that's going to encourage us. Sometimes it's just going to listen to us and, and get us pointed in the right direction when we get off in crazy land and, and remind us about the things of God and remind us of the promises of God. You see, regardless of the circumstances, yes, we can trust in God. God is going to help us. God is going to give us the strength. We need that friend. Jesus is that friend. But he will also send others our way that's going to lift us up and help us and encourage us. Today, in the rerouting of your life, there is nothing happening in your life that God doesn't know about. There is nothing happening in the rerouting of your life right now that God hasn't given his permission for you to face in your life. Job went through a lot of adversity. Job probably went through more adversity than anyone else in the whole Bible. But Satan had to get permission from God before he was able to try and to test Job. And God knew this. God knew that Job would overcome Satan's test. So no matter what, we can call on God for strength. All things are possible to them that believe. We've got to continue to trust in God. We've got to continue to believe in God's word. You see, God allowed Naomi to be rerouted into the wilderness of sorrow. And if God allows you to be rerouted into the, into the wilderness of sorrow, you've got to keep thinking forward. You've got to keep thinking victory. You've got to keep thinking about we're gonna, there's going to be a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough coming. If I'm in the wilderness, rerouted in the wilderness, I'm, I'm going to keep thinking forward. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm getting ready to close. You see, we've been rerouted. And if you've been rerouted, we're going to keep getting up every single day. We're going to keep going today. In the rerouting, we've got to remain faithful to God. In the rerouting. Remain faithful to what God has put in your hand. If you're a parent today and God has given you children, continue to be faithful as a parent, moving forward, guiding your children, leading your children. I cannot, I cannot uh, relay to you the praise that I've got for my mother because she kept moving forward every single day. I asked my mom a couple years ago, I said, Mom, I said, it seemed like when we was kids, you was always happy, you were always content, you were always joyful. I said, Mom, what was your secret? She said, Bob, she said, I just knew that things were so bad they couldn't get any worse. <laughs> and things was getting ready to improve at any time. And sometimes that's what we got to do. We just can't. We're moving forward. We're thinking forward. There's a better time coming. There's a better day getting coming in my life. You see, we can't dwell on failure and defeat and death you might be walking through the darkest valley, but every day you've got to give up, get up. Every day, you've got to remind yourself of this. If you're in the valley, if you're in the wilderness, we're just passing through. I'm passing through. 
This season is going to pass. This is going to pass in my life. I am am being faithful. I'm doing what I can do. I am taking the steps that I can take. I'm I'm not sitting around. I'm not going to spend all my time complaining and griping and having a pity party because no one wants to hear about it. I'm getting up. I'm doing what I can do. You see, my perspective will affect my outcome. And my perspective will determine whether I see myself as a victim or a victor. And I choose to see myself as a victor. I am not a victim. I am a victor in Christ Jesus. I've already read the the word of God. I read it every day. And God's word says I am a victor through Christ Jesus. I am not a victim today. My perspective affects my outcome. And I might be facing a difficult detour, but I refuse to live in fear and bitterness because of it. You see, God, God can use the worst circumstance for his glory and for my good. And God hasn't forgotten about you yet. Today, I want to remind you of four four points that I've, I've talked to you about is this, that God will give you the strength to overcome anything that he allows you to go through. There's strength for you. As your day, so is your strength. There's strength. Right now, in the, in the process of your rerouting, there's a faithful friend that God has put in your life. It's someone you're completely not even thinking about. You've, you've totally overlooked them. But every time you see them, they've got a, got a word of peace. They've got a word of of. of of encouragement to share with you. And God has put them in your life for a very special reason. In the process, the point number three is this, in the process of your rerouting, you got to find that person that's going to point you toward hope, not not death, not destruction, but it's going to point you to hope and peace in life today. There's a rerouting today. And finally, what I talked to you about was if we're walking through the valley, we got to keep thinking forward, We're going to keep moving forward. I have a friend that has been a mentor to me for many years. And my friend, uh, suffered some wrong turns, mistakes, disappointments, fell from the position of honor that he was in became very bitter and very cynical and just happened to be in a place where I could go visit with him. And so I went and visited with this fellow who was a great mentor of mine, had been so instrumental in my life. And whenever I went to his house, his whole countenance was about, and everything that he told me was about how bitter he was how he'd been abandoned by everyone, he'd been betrayed by everyone, disappointed, you know? And I thought, I looked at him. I didn't try to make excuses. I just sat there and let him talk and just listen to him. And I tried to encourage him. But I'm just having a hard time breaking through that shell of bitterness. I thought I'm just going to sit here and let him talk. I, I think I spent three hours with the guy didn't really make a breakthrough. Went back another day. Same exact thing. I've been abandoned. I've been betrayed. 
I've lost this. I've lost that. Everything in my life that mattered to me is gone. I tried my best to encourage him. I tried my best to lift him up. Went back a third time. Same exact thing. Only this time it's even worse than ever before. Even accused me of totally betraying him, you know, stabbing him in the back. And uh, it's like, uh, well, you can say anything you want. It's okay. I'm here. I'll I'll listen to anything you got to say. I'm not here to get in an argument with you. I'm not here to fight with you. I'm not here to struggle with you. You know, I want to point you toward hope. I want to point you toward life. I want to point you toward peace. I want to point you toward the future. And then we had a good friend that passed away. I, I left after three hours, and I think, I, like I said, I think it was worse than ever before. And then we had a good friend that passed away. And I thought, I don't want to call that guy again. But I was asked to do part of the funeral, you know. And when, I, when I'm officiating at a funeral, I'd like to get as much information as I possibly can. And so I'm remembering, you know, you know, Pastor Bob, I'm a big storyteller. Hopefully it's not just a story, but it's all true. So I want to remember the facts, okay? So I called my mentor. I called my friend on the phone, and I was telling him about this individual that had passed away that used to, you know, go to the church. So we got talking and sharing. But the guy's whole countenance, everything had changed in his life, you know? He wasn't bitter anymore. He wasn't cynical anymore. He wasn't talking about the misery and the abandonment and the betrayal. And there was, there was a breakthrough that happened. It's like, wow, man, I th- we had the best conversation we had in 20 years. You know? It's like, wow. Praise God. Praise God for a breakthrough. You know, and sometimes it's, it's like that. There's, and, and listen, I, I know that's kind of a unique situation, you know. And, and maybe you couldn't handle that. I understand that, you know. And I'm not encouraging you to get to go into the lion's den. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes God wanted me, you know, to be as positive and hopeful as I could, I could be to my friend, to lift him up and to encourage him. And then I got the word, you know, this guy had been, every time previously he would tell me I'd been abandoned by his family, abandoned by his kids, abandoned by this, abandoned by that. And so uh, the last thing is this, that the guy had now moved back and reconnected with all of his family, reconnected with his children, reconnected, you know. How how was that possible? Because he got past the garbage. He got past the junk. He got past the bitterness. He got past the cynicism of yesterday, the disappointment of yesterday. And that's what we've got to do. I know that there are those of us that we've experienced so much pain and suffering in our life. And, and we can't go back and we can't undo those things. I understand that. But we're still in the land of the living. And God has given us this day to be hopeful. God has given us this day to share with wonderful people that he has put in our lives and wonderful friends that he has put in our life. And there are those of us, every one of us, we've had those disappointments. We've had those, so much adverse. I understand that, but that's really the nature of life, this rerouting process. There's the mountain, and then there's the lowest valley. 
you know? And, and we can't really live on either extreme. You can't live on the highest mountain. I like to go there. It's a really cool place to be. It's a cool vantage point, but I can't live up there on the mountain. And by the same deal, I can't live down there in the lowest valley, but there's like a, a middle ground, you know? It's a middle ground where I'm living and I'm sharing and I'm loving on the people that God has put in my life and I'm trying to point people toward hope and trying to point people toward peace and trying to point people toward life. Thinking, yes, there's, there's been things from the past, but I'm, 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 I'm not dwelling on those. I'm forgetting the things that are behind. I'm looking forward like Paul. I'm reaching forward to better times, better days, better seasons. And God's not through with me yet. God's not through with you yet today. Your life isn't over. God's, God's, there's a purpose. There's a reason. There's a new day that's coming. There's a new day, day that's dawning. I believe it. And we got to find someone that we can encourage and someone that we can speak life in. That's what Ruth did. You know, the, the, the interesting thing about Ruth is, you know, the first chapter, uh, we got very little, very little dialogue from Ruth, you know, uh, except for Ruth says, I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to be with you. And that's kind of the only dialogue. Other than that, it's just action. There's a lot of times we're good at talking. We talk a good game, but we don't, our actions aren't much. But the rest is about our actions. And that's that's where it's at. That's very important. How we act, how we interact with one another, how we how we lift up one another, what we do in the series and in the circumstance of life and the rewriting of life. Amen. <clears throat> let's let's pray and, and we'll have a time of uh, we we kind of close with prayer so we can end the video feed live feed, uh, and then we allow you to come and pray. So I'm going to end this prayer for the online live stream, and then we're going to open this up, and if you want to need to come and need prayer today, we'll certainly do that. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, right now that you care for us so much. And I know, God, that, that this life that we live, it's a series of events. It's a series of circumstances. It's a series of highs and lows. It's a series of of accomplishments, but also there are disappointments and there are mistakes and there are wrong turns and there are things and there are messes. Some are caused by us and some are caused by other people. But I pray, God, that whether we're on that highest mountain, we're in that lowest valley, that we know this, that you are with us. And God, you're not going to put any more on us than we can bear, that you're going to make a way of escape. And I pray, dear God, that we we'll find that person that we can have that Ruth relationship with, that relationship of, of just speaking life and peace and hope into others. And use us. Help us, I pray, dear God. Help us, dear God. Right now, there's someone that needs a touch. Right now, there's someone that's been going through very difficult seasons of rerouting and discouragement. But I just ask you, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, just begin to do a work in that person's life. Touch them, bless them, lift them today. You promise as 
our day, so will our strength be. God, and I pray for that person today. They need special strength today. They need special favor today. They need a special anointing, a brand new touch. And I ask you to bless them today, God. Whether they're in this service or they're watching online, there's someone today that needs a breakthrough. There's someone, the devil's been telling them to just quit, just give up. But God, this is a time. There's someone that feels like they're trapped in that mind. But God, this is a time. This is not a time for hopelessness. This is a time for hopefulness. And bless us and help us to realize the breakthrough's coming. The deliverance is coming right now. Help us, I pray. Help me, God, to be that friend that speaks life and truth and hope and peace. Help me, God, to be that one that doesn't talk about discouragement and defeat, but talks about victory and your overcoming power. Right now, in Jesus' name, amen.